Welcome to Please Bet on Football Games. Hello and welcome to week nine of the Please Bet on Football Games podcast. I am your host, Alex, here with the on-air talent, Joe. Joe, how are you doing today? Feeling much more talented this week. This was a better week. Better. Yes. Wasn't great. Wasn't perfect, but it was better. It was good. You want to talk about uh, some of the bets? Let's do the bullshit report. All right, first up, this was the best bet of the week. Best bet of the year. So far, yes. We had Minnesota minus one. We bet three units on it. Was our super best bet. This one actually worked out for us. Yay! Um, Kirk Cousins did pop his Achilles. You know that a best bet is good when you win without sweating for a second, and arguably the best quarterback in the NFL. I know it doesn't sound right, feels wrong. Kirk Cousins was the best quarterback. He had the best 2023 season of any quarterback alive, and he left in the third quarter, and we never sweat this bet. Yeah, I felt good about it the whole time. Super justified. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, this one went well. The it, line was wrong. It was. It brought our best bets up to six and four. Yeah. Good pick. Righteous. Super righteous. All right. On to a loss. We had Houston minus three. They ended up losing to Carolina by what? One, two, three, something like that. One. One. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm going to call this righteous because it was dumb. Just you, why are we betting on the Texans? We're betting on two similarly shitty teams. And our handicap was that Bryce Young is completely incompetent. And you know what? He is. But you only need two touchdowns to beat the Texans because they suck. Because they're not good. So what were we thinking? Yeah, this was just, I I don't know. In retrospect, we never should have made this bet. Absolutely. Thinking about it of going, all right, we're taking... You know why we made this bet? Because we're scared of the Saints. We bet on the Saints. Who did we leave out? We left out Jacksonville. We left out Jacksonville. We were were scared of the South. We are. The South scares us. Riddle me that. No, it was, we were scared. Of, we're scared of Jacksonville and New Orleans. Those are probably the two teams we want to bet on the most, but are the most scared to bet on every freaking week. And and because of that, we got too creative. And that's that's stupid. We shouldn't do that. Yeah, looking back, when you have two bad teams that don't score very much with bad, unpredictable quarterbacks, you should probably just take the points if you're going to bet on it, or just don't don't yeah. bet on bad football. Bad football is unpredictable. Fair enough. But I think a righteous loss. Yep. Next game, we had San Francisco minus three. Mm, I loved this bet. I did too. And I really liked it. First of all, Joe Burrow played by leaps and bounds his best game of the year, maybe of his career. Um, the, the 49ers defense, it, it sucks. They play soft. They don't tackle. At no point. I mean, we talked about it last week or two weeks ago, last Bengals game. The Seahawks absolutely shut the Bengals down completely when they realized all you have to do against the Bengals is dare Joe Burrow to throw deep. And the the 49ers never did it. They played soft zones the entire game. They never pressed. They never got a pass rush. They basically played to their own weaknesses at every turn because who's their defensive coordinator? Steve Wilkes. And Steve Wilkes is a pussy. We've known this. We've known this since he was the coordinator in Cleveland, but we forgot this. We we overlooked that. And Brock Purdy, wow, a the, lot of turnover plays. The Jimmy G comparisons strengthened by the day. Because like, I, I keep going back to that. I remember when Jimmy G got there yep. and he won like seven games to end the they year or something. They won seven straight games to end the year. Mm-hmm. Brock Purdy is just to a T. He is Jimmy G. And, like, I haven't watched Brock Purdy in depth enough to say he's the same type of player. But it's just, feel like you have to take it into account when 
Jimmy G did that with the 49ers. I mean, they were a couple feet of an overthrow from him away from winning a Super Bowl. Against the Chiefs. Yes, with with all the boys there. Tyreek was still there. It was like before all the, the was, contracts. It was prime Chiefs on a rookie contract. Rookie Mahomes contract. Mm-hmm. Nagy, Biennemi, they were all there. Yep, the whole fucking squad. And it was a couple feet of an overthrow that meant they didn't win a Super Bowl. Yeah. And we know what Jimmy G is. And it's, that's, by the way, that's without Ayuk and Debo. Right. And that's Jimmy G, not a good quarterback. We know this. We've seen it. Just got benched for the season by the Raiders. For Aiden O'Connell. Well, hey, at least he was great at a good big-time college. No. At least he has physical trait. Oh, he doesn't have those either. Yeah, so I I don't know. I will need to see Brock Purdy do special things. I will say Brock Purdy had the most, the highest volume of impressive throws I think he's ever had in a game. It's just that you can, permission to be kind of mean. Sure. You can tell that Brock Purdy is starting to believe he's actually a good quarterback rather than, you know, being scared and having imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome is a good thing that helps imposters not stand out. It's a bad thing when you're actually talented, but Brock Purdy isn't. So Brock Purdy starts to feel himself. He did a lot of rolling to the right and throwing back across the middle of the field, and it worked a couple times, and it almost got picked a couple times. He's been throwing deep over the middle late and lofting the ball. It worked a couple times. It looks lovely. Sometimes George Kittle doesn't win the jump ball, and then the other team gets the ball, and that's bad. So Brock Purdy is starting to think he's a real quarterback, and he's Pinocchio. Brock Purdy is Pinocchio. He's not a real boy. That is his new nickname. I like it. I think it worked. All right. So yeah, we deserve to lose that game. We mishandicapped it. Joe Burrow beat our ass. I'm going to eat a little crow on that because I thought, I mean, Joe Burrow does suck, but he had one really, really good game. Hopefully it's not two in a row or I'm going to be kind of sad. I don't think he sucks. I do. I I will go on record as saying I don't think he sucks. I don't think he's anywhere near as good as people say he is, but he's at worst a competent quarterback. Dak Prescott, over under Dak Prescott. He's better than Dak. I don't think it's leaps and bounds, but he's better. I disagree. I think he's one step below. Interesting. See, I'd say he's one step above. I have him on the golf Daniel Jones tier. Really? Yeah. Yeah, no, see, I think he's definitely better than that. But I, one, we'll see. One day we'll have to see him without T. Higgins, and I honestly think that'll tell us a lot. Because he, he needs two elite outside jump ball winning receivers. And a great offensive line. And a good coordinator slash head coach. Well, we'll see. Maybe, I don't know who they play this week yet, but... The Bills. It's going to tear me apart. It's going to be a tough one. Moving on, another winner for the week. We had New Orleans minus one. Super just. Line was probably wrong. Hey, how many points did the Saints score? 37? Something like that. That's yeah. a lot. The Saints scored over 30 points. Turns out Derek Carr is not a terrible fucking quarterback. He's just kind of a bitch. And the Colts do suck. A lot. And that puts us up to 3-1-1 one, and one on New Orleans Saints bets this year. Look at us. We have bet on the Saints five times in eight weeks. We might fucking do it again. I think we're going to fucking... We'll see. We'll see. All right. On to our fifth and final bet of the week. We had the New York Jets minus three. That ended up being a push for us after a very crazy and bad game against the Giants. I legitimately don't know what to say about this fucking game. <laughs> It was so bad. I feel like a push is a just result. Just, it was a monsoon. It was terrible weather. But also, the Giants missed a field goal that would have clinched it. They passed for no yards. They were on their third string quarterback. Like, a lot, a lot went against 
the uh, a lot went against the Giants. But we also knew that they were starting a backup quarterback. We knew that the Jets' defense was going to be swarming. Frankly, we thought Zach Wilson would play better. I think that a push is a good result. If anything, we deserve to lose. I agree. I think it, the only way it could go for true justice would be us losing. But I think a push is also fine because that was our handicap. The defense would be able to get after them. Obviously, we get a little lucky with the missed field goal. I also think that's kind of a bad idea to take that kick. Yeah. Because Graham Gano has struggled this year and was having a hell of a time that game. And it's it was sloppy wet. Out. Yeah. All it you was... need to... Dude, take the fucking knee. Just give him the ball. Yeah. It is... I think that was also just a bad coaching decision. So, like, yeah, he missed the kick, but it was also a bad situation to kick in, in my opinion. What a shot, Owen Powell. That's a fucking zinger. Yeah, it's a rip. But a push is fine. Obviously, we don't like it, but we, we got the best end of it that we could. Yeah, well, actually, I got minus two and a half, so uh, I'm the king. Wow, good for you. On to our bonus bets. Uh, we did have Jacksonville minus two and a half as a bonus bet. That one hit. Should have fucking done it. And then we did have a parlay of Detroit and Kansas City minus two and a half. Fucking, pa- can we talk about Patrick Mahomes for a brief second? Or should we wait? No, we'll wait because it's a good game. So we'll break that down. Absolutely. We, I don't know if when the last time we hit a parlay was. We don't. We don't hit them. I I think we should stop giving them out. Oh, wait. We won and won in week four. We'll see. We'll see. We take a, We take each bet as a new day. Yeah, we, we've we've won one parlay this year. That's okay. I won my week one one with the Jaguars and fucking Redskins. Yeah, I don't think that was an official one. Though. I don't think it was an official one, but I bet a lot of money. Fair enough. While drunk. All right, to the games. Let's get into week nine. And moving on to week nine, on Thursday night, we have the Tennessee Titans going to play the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers are minus two and a half, or you can get Tennessee plus three. Will Levis. He looked good. Hell of a debut. Do I? No. I made a video. I'll take my, I took my video, my victory lap in the video. Watch the video for the victory lap. I won't take it here. Remember when Lance Zerline called me fucking insane? Fuck you, Lance Zerline, you bitch. Um, this game is tough because the number one fear we have with the Titans is that their offensive line is putrid. And the number one fear you have betting against the Steelers, and we want to get bet against the Steelers every week, but the one fear is that they still can get after the passer. And Cam Hayward's back this week. Is he really? I know he's I'm 99% sure he's playing. I know he's off IR and practicing. While Alex is looking into that, it's I can't bet on bad offensive line play. It makes things chaotic. And as much as I loved what Will Levis did last week, and he was very good, it was a little bit sheltered. It was a lot of play action. It was a lot of relying on the run game to set up the pass. And it was a lot of one and two man reads basically taking things off of his plate i think he'll do well i really do but i'm not sure yeah that's my feeling i don't want to bet on this game because of exactly what you talked about it's a rookie quarterback who had an explosive first week so the value on him is bad for us because it's probably overrated i mean we're still getting a fucking field goal the line hasn't moved and kenny pickett is hurt he is i mean he's practiced all week he's playing he's He's playing, but Absolutely. he's not going to be 100%. The, the question will be, 
be whether Minka plays because Minka hasn't practiced this week with a hamstring injury. Fuck Minka. But Minka actually will matter in this game. Mm-hmm. And because the only shot that the Titans have is if they can connect some deep balls. Yep. And that's the weakest part of the Steelers' defense. Yep. So you think that you're in a good spot there, but you have to be able to avoid negative plays mm-hmm. on the other stuff. Which and, and the negative plays are you've got a quarterback who takes too many sacks with a bad offensive line against a great defensive line. That's tough. Right. And you've also got a quarterback who's a rookie and a rookie that some people thought, not me, but some people thought wasn't a great processor against... Let's call it what it is, man. Minka Fitzpatrick is smart. He's a very smart safety. Yeah. He's not quite the athlete I'd like at my free safety, so there are ways to beat him, but the Titans certainly don't have any uh, speed on their offense anywhere. Nope. So, unfortunately, it's a maybe pile, but I would like to not promote it from the maybe pile. Yeah, I think this one... Like, we love Levis. I'm in that boat with you. I think he played great last week and played the type of game that he will play as he continues to grow, which is kind of stay above water for the your standard plays and then connect on the deep shots and really do damage there. But this D-line terrifies me. I feel like the Steelers are a team that feasts on young quarterbacks, yep. especially Behind a bad offensive line. I know we've said that six times, but it matters. Did you know that the Titans have a, a bad offensive line? Right. And we are scarred because we keep on betting on bad offensive lines, and it turns out poorly. Yeah, and Cam Hayward is playing this week. He was limited Monday, but he was full participant today. Yeah, fuck that. Let's just... So w- between Cam Hayward, <laughs> Listen, TJ we, Watt, and... We've got a bad offensive line, a rookie quarterback in his second start, a Thursday night football game, two bad teams... This game is made for chaos. If you're going to bet it, go find like Titans minus seven and do the alt line because there are going to be some fat tails on this game. It's going to be a chaos game. Next game? Yeah, let's move on. And moving on to Sunday, I believe this game's in Germany. It is in Germany. We have the Miami Dolphins playing the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are minus one and a half. I was going to say, I was going to speak, wait, it's one and a half? One and a half. This line is plummeting. It was Chiefs minus three on Sunday. Really? Uh, fuck. Okay, so for a lot of these games, I have like one key question. And if we know the answer to the question, I think we win the bet every time. My key question is, can can Patrick Mahomes hang? Like, is he a decent quarterback? Because he's been legitimately bad this year. Again, like last year he was great, but 2021, he kind of sucked. And maybe he just sucks in odd numbered years. He's like the... He's the antithesis of the... Well, actually, he's just the San Francisco Giants. I was going to say, it's the San Francisco Giants. Even years, win the championship. Odd years, don't go to the playoffs. Except the Chiefs are always going to make the playoffs because Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Patrick Mahomes has been legitimately bad this year. He absolutely cannot read a defense. He's not locating his receivers. Yes, I know that the Chiefs have a lot of drops, but Mahomes also has a lot of dropped interceptions. It's, it's just been bad. Um, on the other side, Miami is like the best paper tiger of all time. They will beat the shit out of bad teams and they will so far get stomped by good teams. <sighs> I'm very tempted to take the Chiefs. What are your general thoughts before we dig into the matchups? I'm not super keen on betting on this game. To I'm be not honest. either. I'm not either. I don't I don't have a super strong feeling, especially because there are a lot of guys that are beat up on both teams. And so it's always tough to determine the extent of those injuries. I mean, 
just for the Dolphins, guys that haven't practiced this week, you have Robert Hunt, Brandon Jones, Raheem Mostert, Durham Smythe, which not the most impactful players, but Mostert's been big for them. Brandon Jones matters. Brandon Jones is very good and an important position for them as well. Now, you do have Teron Armstead that I think is coming back this week. He's got to be back this week. And Jalen Ramsey's another week in Connor Williams's practicing because he didn't play last week did he no i don't think so i know he didn't play two weeks ago when we bet on them beating the fucking eagles so he's back waddle looks fine waddle's fine so but they've got a lot of big names that are beat up whereas you look at the chiefs i mean Jarek mckinnon and willie gay haven't practiced this week i don't care but i don't think it really matters everyone else has been practicing that's beat up like i mean mahomes is on the report with algerius needs on the report richie james is coming back richie james is probably not going to play for the chiefs again he demanded a trade and he's yeah he's not getting traded but he's probably getting cut um he's so th- richie james is good but he's i mean richie james Kadarius tony uh what's his name uh miko hardman fuck i mean throw in rashi rice these are all the same guy it's true sky Moore, a little bit different mostly the same guy they got five dudes who are capable smaller very quick receivers who need the ball in their hands well you need travis kelsey on the field so now you can only play four of them and you probably need a running back so you can only play three of them and you can't have three redundant fucking tiny guys so eventually you only get one of them they're trying to figure out who that's going to be, <laughs> but it's not cohesive. Um, I'm a little worried about Algeria Sneed. What's wrong with him? He's on knee, but he was full participant. Okay. So I like the Chiefs defense. Right. The, this is on my maybe pile for the Chiefs. And knowing it's at minus one and a half, I'm kind of tempted. In Germany, too. I know. And the fucking Mike McDaniel, boy genius, went over to Germany yesterday or two days ago. So they're going to have all week to get their body clocks aligned. The Chiefs are going over tomorrow. They're going to have a day to get their shit together. I prefer the Dolphins' method. I do too. So I think they're going to... And we've already learned the hard way this year. That's a real advantage. Absolutely. I mean, the Jags showed it off. Yeah. The Buffalo Bills just looked completely out of sync until the second half when it was too late. And it happened... Shit. There was another game. Was it the Falcons? Falcons-Jags. Yeah. Where the Falcons... Well, no, because I thought when the Titans went over, whoever they played in London. That was not this year. I swear the Titans played in London this year, because I thought... Rabel went late and was like, oh, it'll be fine. It was, so there's, there was two. It was Jags Falcons and then Jags Bills. But Vrabel did that last year, I believe. I swear we talked about it this year. Yeah, they played the Ravens. Oh, shit. I forgot about that game. Mm-hmm. And the Ravens went over like after their game ended on Sunday. Yeah, but then wasn't that a closer game than we expected? Yeah, it was. But that's Vrabel ball. That was a lot of, whole lot of nothing. <laughs> I was about to say, and we got absolutely no answers from that. So we get a slight, let's say a slight advantage to the Dolphins because they're going over, their body clocks will be on time. I think that the Chiefs' defense matches up well against the Dolphins because they're going to play a lot of jam coverage. They got some strong cornerbacks who will press them at the line. I really like Trent McDuffie. I love Algerius Sneed. I think Sneed's a top five corner, and a lot of it's because he's just so damn hard to get away from at the line of scrimmage. And that's the way people don't realize it. People think the opposite thing, but the way that you beat this Dolphins offense is you jam dudes at the line to the extent that you can. The reason they do so much motion is to prevent you from doing that because they know what their weakness is. Everybody else doesn't seem to notice but Mike McDaniel's telling you please don't jam us so jam them at the line and then drop your linebackers deep 
keep one safety high to prevent deep, deep, deep shots, but Tua can't throw that far. So just clog up the middle of the field from 20 to, or from 15 to 30 yards. That's exactly what the Chiefs do. They run cover two. Cover two takes away everything except for middle of field seam shots in theory, and really, really, really deep balls. But Tua doesn't have that in his bag. He's got no driver, right? I don't know golf, but I know that there's clubs less than a driver. He has those instead. Uh, Tua's got a pretty good putter, but he's the opposite of Happy Gilmore. So it's a decent defensive matchup. The Chiefs' defensive line's pretty solid as well. They've been doing really well. Your boy George Karlaftis has uh, been showing out. They've been rushing him inside a lot too, and he's been really, really good showing up from the inside. He's been better from the outside than I thought he'd be. But their basic game plan is just, hey, we've got four defensive tackles that can get after you, and they're gonna. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other side of the ball, it's it's purely a matter of if Patrick Mahomes is any good. And he hasn't been. He really he has had like one or two good games this year, and the rest have been kind of stinky. And not against great defenses. Like He made the Lions' defense look like a stalwart. And I know there's a lot of drops, but Mahomes was not seeing things. And he was feeling phantom pressures. And he's turning the ball over like crazy. I'm scared of Mahomes. If I believed in Patrick Mahomes, I'd bet on the Chiefs best bet but i don't i feel like there have been recent years where the chiefs drop easy games to the broncos they haven't lost to the broncos in like 18 years seriously eight years it's been a long fucking time maybe it was just a close game but i thought i remember like well, they had a close fucking game against them two three weeks ago too yeah i i thought like pretty early in the chiefs reign they lost a game to the broncos like a cold game in denver patrick mahomes first game was a cold game in denver but he played really well i gave him a b plus and I remember thinking, wow, I gave this guy a B-plus grade coming out of college, and then his first game's a B-plus. That's lovely. Okay, yeah, never mind. Because I was going to say, I feel like th- they've lost to the Broncos in disappointing fashion once or twice before, and I wanted to see what they've done in the week after. I just made a huge mistake. I went to PFF to look up Patrick Mahomes' game grades, and it's f- so fucking worthless. <laughs> it's so bad. PFF has some value. What? They have a nice interface. Yeah. They do a good job of tracking what players are playing. Yeah. And they do a decent job at line play. I don't think so anymore. They think that the Redskins are the eighth best offensive line in football. Well, to be fair, line play is all-time bad right now. Chiefs, Bengals. uh, Cowboys. Eagles, Cowboys, Lions. Browns. Browns. Ravens. Ravens. Okay, that's all the super good ones. But then there's also a, a whole tier of, like, much better than the Redskins, but not good. Like, the Chargers, the Buccaneers. The Vikings. The the Vikings. Honestly, they might be in that top tier. They've been pretty good. I don't think they're there yet, but they're, the, they're the not The fucking Bears! I still refuse to believe they're good. I, I like their offensive line. I'll, I'll wait. Not either of the New York teams. No. Probably not the... Well, the Bills are definitely better. I just don't think they're good. Yeah. But it, and even the Bills, though, if you're, it, it depends what you're looking for. Pass blocking. It's all that matters. Right. And so then, yeah, they're better. Fuck PFF is what I'm saying. You know what PFF's uh, evaluation on Will Levis was coming out of college? Terrible deep ball. <laughs> that's that's literally the fucking defining trait. Terrible deep ball. PFF. No, that's what he's good at. Don't do it. All right. Uh, on this game. Do you, I, do you trust Patrick Mahomes? Kind of. I fucking don't, but I want to because everybody else does. 
If Patrick Mahomes was the man they think he is, this is an easy game. Granted, if Tua was the man he, that everybody thinks he is, it's an easy game. You see Ukapeka Lukanen over there fucking making, standing on his head saves? He's good. Today he is. He played well in the Ottawa game, too. That's the only two times I've seen him play. All right. This is a maybe pile. This is a classic maybe pile, and I've gone through, and I don't think it's going to make it onto our picks list. But if you think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL, you have no choice but to bet on the Chiefs, in my opinion. I don't, so I won't, but that's the handicap. Next game? Yeah, next game. And moving on to the noon slate. First up, we have the Los Angeles Rams going to play the Green Bay Packers. The Packers are minus three, or the Rams are plus three and a half. Okay, so like the last game, I have two questions that decide this game. One, can the Rams block the Packers' front? I think maybe. Their offensive line has been okay. Better than the Redskins. Um, and there's Tage Thompson. Hell yeah. Fucking right. I have Buffalo minus two at plus 300. I hope people look back and see Philly one five to four. I will cry. <laughs> um, after answering the question, can LA block, the much more important question is, who's playing quarterback? I was going to say, uh, Stafford did not practice I don't today. think it's Stafford. Don't think he's playing. Today they released his statement saying they're not putting him on IR. And typically, that's not a statement that directly precedes. But he's definitely playing. Yep. Uh, They also just signed a quarterback I've never fucking heard of in my life. I feel like McVay likes doing that. He does. Um, That makes this game unbettable. Jordan Love is beyond incompetent. Oh, Jordan Love, officially. I have a proclamation. Uh, Jordan Love is the worst starting NFL quarterback. There's, yeah. there's nothing you can do with him. Especially now that Ritter's been benched. Especially because I have Taylor Heineke on the same tier as Burrow. All right. I'm fucking telling you, dude. I'll show you later. I, I mean, I believe you. Just, I, I mean, I'll show you the, like, the charts. They both actually have like the exact same skill set, too. There's a lot of similarities there. We're not talking about uh, those guys right now. I'm always thinking about Joe Burrow because I hate him. Not because of him, but because of how people think of him. All right. I hate his fans. I hate it. Whoever his PR guy is, I hate his PR guy because his PR guy is too fucking good. <laughs> One man can't have all that power. See, so yeah, I mean, this game's a nothing burger. It's the worst quarterback starting in the NFL versus a quarterback who's not playing. Therefore, next game. Oh, wouldn't it be nice if Stetson Bennett wasn't in rehab? Probably. The Rams would certainly be happy. It would, it would probably make their life a little bit easier. But them's the breaks. Stetson Bennett loves his boozing. And himself. All right. Next game is actionable, and we're going to have to talk about it a lot, so let's just fucking do it. Next up, we have the Washington Commanders going to play the New England Patriots. The Patriots are minus three, or you can get Washington plus three and a half. I just crab swirled really hard when you said Washington Commanders, because I was like, what the fuck? I've been calling them the Redskins all pod. I know, but I don't have the uh, right skin tone for that. It's Native American Heritage Month. You call us by our fucking name. (laughs) This is one of those impossible situations where no matter what happens... One of us is going to be in trouble? (laughs) No, I'm going to be racist because (laughs) either I'm going to say the slur to appease the man who the month is about... Correct. But if I say the slur... The whites will be angry? (laughs) And the group of people that don't approve of that saying... It's true. All the people who do approve of that saying don't have electricity because reservations are underserved. They are. Moving on to football. Uh, My original X-Factor question for this game is, can Washington handle the New England front? Because we discovered something this past weekend. 
The commanders keep on playing really well against the Eagles, and it's not because there's a magic potion in the Gatorade that they drink when they play the Eagles. It's not because the Eagles are actually from the planet Krypton, and they are allergic to Washington Commander Burgundy. It's because the Eagles don't blitz. The Eagles know they have a sick defensive line, and they'll rush five, but they rush them all from the line, and they usually rush four. So they're not blitzing. They're not sending middle linebackers. There's not a ton of stunting. It's like one of the more vanilla pass rush plans. And the commanders pick it up pretty well. Meanwhile, the commanders get absolutely buttfucked by talent-bereft defensive lines like the Giants and the Bears. And, I mean, not talent bereft, but they got destroyed by the bill. Why? 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 Because those teams blitzed, and the commanders just can't pick up the blitz. Now, I don't know if that's a Sam Howell problem, you know, rookie quarterback not knowing how to alter the protections. Likely. I don't know if it's because they have bad offensive linemen that have a hard enough time blocking the man right in front of them, much less moving around in space. Possible. Whatever the question, whatever the problem is, the question is, does the team they're playing blitz? And the Patriots actually have a very exotic blitz packet. Additionally, since we developed this theory, a couple things have happened. The Eric Bieniemy learned, oh shit, my quarterback can't throw from the ground. That's not legal, according to the rule. So against the Giants in the second half, they just started keeping six and even seven offensive linemen on the field. They had a lot of plays where they had two wide receivers running routes, and that's it, everybody else blocking. And you know what? We watched the 2019 Browns. We approve of that. Like It can work. Especially when you've got really good receivers like Dotson and McLaurin, who are going to get open if you give them time. So not a bad strategy, Cotton. Do they keep on doing it? I don't know. And more importantly now, are the Redskins just totally fucking out on this season? Because they just traded two defensive ends and the word rebuild has been said way too many times yeah it's a tough part of this handicap is in a vacuum i think we can have a good read on this game but it's really hard to know what the attitude in that locker room are or what the attitude in the locker room is whatever well because that's the thing is like the commanders could be totally out on this game but the patriots should be <laughs> right in the commanders it might be like a okay well we're going to show that they should keep us around this offseason. True. Or give us a new contract or like that money's freed up basically. So I might be able to actually stick around if I play well. But yeah, you don't know. You don't know what they're like. The Patriots have been bad and shouldn't have really any reason for hope. But it is a Bill Belichick team that I think where he fails in the X's and O's or on personnel, he's good at getting the team prepared and being disciplined. And I think that matters a lot in when your team is struggling, that they're going to keep playing hard. So I feel like they're more likely to still be motivated in playing than Washington is. But fuck, I don't know if they're a bad team, man. Do the motivation issues scare us away from this game? Neither of these teams is doing shit, but the commanders could theoretically still make the playoffs, especially as a wild card. And the commanders do have a little bit of fuck in momentum because once again they played the Eagles tight. It's a moral victory followed by a crushing defeat at the hands of their owner. But it's not like their defense was any fuck. Their defense was the 31st best defense in the league anyway. Yeah. It's not getting better or worse without defensive ends. They still have three really good defensive tackles which they just reap re-upped on so i don't know what the fuck they think they're doing uh, yeah i have no clue either i mean as far as injuries uh Devontae parker and trent brown didn't practice today the whole offensive line for the patriots has been banged up all year i was about to say i mean they have calvin anderson also didn't practice oh my god you know what i just realized Fedarian low is limited did you see the mike florio gossip slash possible rumor slash probably just fan fiction that the commanders are going to trade for belichick what 
No, I didn't see that. Apparently, Josh Harris wants to trade for Belichick. Oh, no. Because it's 2008. Oh, no. People still think Belichick's good. Oh, no. I'll keep... Wait, gotta bleep that. That's that's violence. Okay, so is this another fucking maybe pile? Because before, before the fire sale, I had this as my best bet of the week. Yeah, I think if they hadn't just traded away their young and promising defensive end along with their currently blossoming defensive end, I'd be all over them. But I don't... Hey, maybe that extremely late third-round pick, which is basically a fourth-round pick, will turn into a decent defensive end because they have a need there now. I'm I'm still surprised they traded both. I'm it, surprised they traded both, and I'm surprised they only got a fucking fourth-round pick for Chase Young. And why they would still do that trade if the only option is a fourth round. Because like, I get it, Montez Sweat. How the fuck early... did the Bears give up a first-round pick for Montez Sweat? I don't Yeah, that one... It's the second straight year of trading effectively a first-round pick for a good player. I think Montez Sweat is more valuable than Chase Claypool, agreed, though. Agreed, by, agreed, Because you know he's going to play. And he'll be very good. And he'll be very good, whereas Chase Claypool, it was like, I mean, he could be good. But he's not going to fit. But he's also an insane person. Here's the problem. Montez Sweat can be the best he's ever been. The Bears still need three more new starting defensive linemen, a new quarterback, a new cornerback, a new safety a new safety a new linebacker a new linebacker and probably a new coach yeah i mean they they have a lot of work to do and they also need a new contract for montez sweat in three months yeah i mean i don't want to get into uh, bears talk right now but i don't here's bears talk fucking why and how holy shit next game fair let's move on Next up, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to play the Houston Texans. The Texans are minus two and a half, or you can get the Bucks plus three. Ching, 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 ching. Yeah, I was about to say, as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, cool, we're betting on the Bucks this week. Three units or five. I want to do five. How the fuck do they not win, or how do they lose by more than a field goal? What does it look like? They're in a dome. Mm-hmm. C.J. Stroud might be able to just do what he's been doing all year and throwing a bunch of be short, mm-hmm, short. Is that enough to win? I mean, fuck, it might be. The Bucks, they can't run the ball. Here's the thing. This is but the one team they might on be able to run the ball against. You think? It's the worst run D in the league, I think. it's. I mean, they are very bad. The Texans are a very bad team. They just lost to the Panthers. And they deserve to. I, Tampa's coming off a bye. Tampa's coming off a bye. Hope, well, a mini bye. Hopefully they did some soul searching or like, ah, oh, we're better when Baker throws the ball. There's no secondary in Houston. No. There's one, eh, well, no. Grenard's a decent pass rusher, too. They got, they got two edges. There's no interior line. There's no real linebackers. They got fast linebackers. They don't have linebackers who can play football. I... Personally, I put five grand on the money line, and I don't think that's enough. I think I need to bet more. Yeah, you're right. I'm looking at the injury reports right now. Uh, Houston Texans for did not practice today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kader Holman. Nope, no idea. Brevin Jordan. Nah, eh, doesn't matter. Damian Pierce, Laramie Tunsil, Robert Woods. All matter. Yes. Didn't practice? Did not practice today. And it's not like, oh, why, not injury. Why Tunsil? Tunsil has a knee. Damian Pierce? Ankle. All right. Yep. Uh, so Bucks five units ah, plus fuck. three. I don't. Uh, Tap your fucking nuts, dude. Come on. This line is so wrong. It, it's really wrong. It and... should be Bucks minus three, and we should be a little scared because it's Todd Bowles. But it, come the fuck on. This is a team that lost to the Bills by a fucking yard on a hail mary. Hey man, Matt Filer didn't practice today. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's better. Well, let's do five. Fuck it. They're way better. They have the better quarterback. They don't have the better coach, but it's not that big of a difference. Uh, D'Amico's good, but he's defense. But he's still a defensive coach, no, so he, how much of a difference he's could actually, it make? He's very analytically driven. They actually do things on fourth down. They endorse throwing the ball. It's it's totally night and day. I mean, it's not good. It's a defensive coach. It's a defensive coach, but he's as good as you're going to get. Sure. Whereas Todd Bowles might be as bad as you could possibly ever imagine being. That's not true. Really? Because he's a bad defensive coordinator with no penis and he doesn't motivate the guys sure but the team at least plays professional like how many bears coaches have you seen or how many browns coaches have i seen where it's like this team is supposedly in the nfl have you seen the false starts on the fucking buccaneers it's not great but they get through games true yeah no i i think that the buccaneers what does it look like? How does it? It has to be turnover driven. It would. It would have to be that Baker throws a few picks or they fumble. How the fuck does Baker play bad against the Texans? They have no secondary. The Texans are where his Browns career ended. Yeah. Sometimes to go forward, you have to go back to where it began. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey, Lincoln commercial about cars. I think you did it too fast. <laughs> When I chop down the silences, they're not going to know how long that took. (laughs) (laughs) Your comedic timing is ruined by our need for efficient talking. I think the way that Houston wins is they get turnovers on defense. C.J. Stroud doesn't commit turnovers on offense, and they kind of just take what the Bucs defense gives them. I'll bet five units on that. All right. Well, I guess we're betting five units. We get a fucking field goal too, dude. This is the nuclear whale missile play of the year. I do. I do like it. This is. We'll give everybody who listens to this podcast a full refund for this podcast if it misses. I'm pulling out all the big cat gimmicks. You will get your complete subscription refunded. Joe's Patreon. Nope. 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 (laughs) Nope. Because the Patreon does make money. And I'm keeping it. I was going to say, it has a free section. Uh, Okay, so Patreon refund, betbackers excluded. Because betbackers, I'm keeping your fucking money. That's how I pay Alex. Mm Mm-hmm. And so you guys are feeding me, so I appreciate it. Very literally. Good burritos today. It's true. All right. I don't think we really need to talk about this one much more. No, it's fucking simple. We've got a class mismatch, got a great quarterback versus a quarterback. We've got good receivers versus a terrible secondary, a team that insists on running the ball despite the fact that they can't versus a defense that can't stop the run. If it's if it's ever going to work, if the Buccaneers are ever going to have a good offensive day, it's because it's not going to be because they learn. We know that. It's going to be because they stumble into a game where they run the ball effectively and they found an opponent who will let them. And Baker should have an easy day. Baker has been fucking good in every game except for the Lions. The the, the receivers are healthy, and they're playing a bad team. All right. right. Cha-ching? Yeah. I want to hear a cha-ching. Cha-ching. Let's go. Next up, we have the Arizona Cardinals going to play the Cleveland Browns. The Browns are minus eight. Nope. Yeah, not not doing it. I don't trust the Browns. No, I I actually was going to say, if you're betting on this game, you have to bet on the Cardinals. But it's Clayton Toon. True. But he could not suck as bad as Josh Dobbs. I think he'll probably be relatively similar. But the Browns, I mean, Deshaun Watson practiced today. I don't think that matters. My understanding is the goal is for him to be back for the Ravens game. When is that? It's either next week or the week after. That's fine. Because they want to... we got to bet against them when he comes back. 
Let's see. Next week, yeah, the Browns play in Baltimore. And then the week after, they play the Steelers. So from what I had heard regarding the Browns, they don't care about this week or they don't care about the Cardinals because if they can't beat the fucking Cardinals without him, they have bigger problems. (laughs) Yep. But then they wanted him back for the divisional matchups when, you know, it's a very competitive division. The Browns should be 5-3 and at that point. We got to remember next week because Deshaun Watson's been out for so long that people will forget he's about the same caliber as pj walker so when he comes back we're going to get a favorable line because people are going to be like "Ooh, the browns are fully healthy yes and they're going to still suck yeah honestly i mean i don't i don't think they're eight points better than the cardinals right now because no their offense is as anemic as it gets yeah, they, they can't, can't really, do anything um do we owe nick chubb some flowers because it turns out maybe maybe a large part of their run success was him i mean they had they definitely had a bit of a running game last week even they're running out Kareem Hunt as a power back, fucking Pierre Strong, and a hurt Jerome Ford. Like, the running backs are not good. And they were still picking some stuff up, so I don't want to say it's all Nick Chubb, but yeah, dude's really fucking good. I mean, he's... I, I owe him a couple flowers. But I think you're right. We just move on from this game and look to bet against Cleveland next week. Well, let's roll directly into next game because it's the same story. Next up, we have the Chicago Bears going to play the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are minus 7.5, or you can get the Bears plus 8.5. I can't lay 7.5, even with my Saints against those Bears. Uh, We love betting on the Saints. The Saints are underrated. The Saints' defense is good and confusing, and Tyson Bajan... Tyson Bajan's not a starting quarterback. No, no, he is not. I'm not certain he's a backup. I'm not certain. I like I like his traits. It looks like he has something in him, but like the guy has never had NFL or D1 coaching. If he's ever going to be something, he needs some time to learn how to play. And like, I know that I say I don't believe in development. I believe in development when you've never had a professional teach you how to play. That being said, I simply cannot bet on this game. I cannot. No. I don't I don't think it's worth betting on. Next game's a real game. Yeah. Next game's a real game. Let's talk about a real game. Oh, before we move on to the next game, uh, the Saints minus, is it eight? Seven and a half. That's a drop dead leg. You fucking tease that bitch. Tease that bitch like a fat kid with a ponytail on the playground. Next game. Let's move on. We have the Seattle Seahawks going to play the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are minus five and a half. All right. Do you have a like or a lean on this game? Probably just a lean. All right. We're going to do three, two, one, and then we say the team we're leaning to, okay? Three, two, one. Seahawks. Seahawks. Dude, five and a half might be too many points for a Baltimore team that doesn't really look any good at... Like, okay, Lamar has had his best games as a passer. They've been against bad teams, and they've been okay. They've been B and B-plus performances. This is not killer shit here. Last week, they looked not good as a passing offense. And now we get the Seahawks, who have an excellent secondary against... Well, here's the problem. Baltimore's defense is very exotic, very well-crafted, and just good. I don't trust Geno Smith. Because there's no good football in this fucking league, dude. There's no good quarterbacks, and the few good quarterbacks have terrible coaches. And the good coaches have terrible quarterbacks. And Geno Smith is some combination of both. Because he does some of the best shit. He's got some of the most arm talent. The release is so quick. The accuracy is so pinpoint. The the pocket presence is occasionally incredible. 
but there's no consistency in any facet of his entire game, and it hurts. It's wild. I mean, I, I watched a good amount of him play last week, and yeah, you see like five throws a game that you're like, damn, few people in the league make those throws. How did he drop it in there? And then you see five other plays where you're like, have you seen an NFL defense before? Are you aware that those are those are corpial people? Right, like... You know they, they, they're not just going to stand there and watch you throw past them. They will step into the passing lane and take it from you, Gino. So he scares the shit out of me, but I think it is a good matchup. They've got a, a decent defensive line that's got some size to it in Seattle, which helps a lot when you're dealing with kind of the, the road graders that Baltimore puts out there. And they did just add Leah Williams. So I think that bodes well for them on top of already having a really good secondary, which will make those Lamar throws a lot tighter. Now, he's been making a lot of tighter throws this year, but I think this is one of the better defenses they're going to play. Yeah, so their last three games, Lamar's looked pretty good. Right. Who have they played? The Lions? Man, Jimmy G was like two passes away from shredding the Lions. Like they, The guys are open. I mean, remember uh, remember how I said Baker Mayfield had his one bad game against the Lions? Mm-hmm. It was a bad game because guys were open deep all fucking day, and they just didn't hit him. So I'm not impressed by beating the Lions. I'm not impressed by scoring on the Lions for damn sure. Frankly, I think the Lions, unfortunately, they're on a bye, but I think they're pretty overrated. Another paper tiger? Ha-ha! Yes. Um, but Seattle is so disappointing. Like, the Bengals. The Bengals game killed me. Four trips to the red zone. Couldn't do anything. And they barely beat the Browns last week with P.J. Walker. Barely. Because Geno kept on turning the fucking ball over. Mm-hmm. But... They're getting five and a half. And they play close games because their defense is good. Right. And it just got better. And you know what? Leo Williams is going to step in and be himself because defensive tackle requires almost no thought. In fact, the less thought actually the better. It's do you go right or do you go left? It's mostly do you go straight. A little lineup. Um, as far as injuries, the Seahawks, I'm on their website and they have the Ravens injury report, but not the not Seahawks. Not their own. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe the team didn't submit one today. But the Ravens, you have OBJ, Gus Edwards, Morgan Moses, Adafi Owe, and Ronnie Stanley, and Rocky Sin. Granted, his was an illness, but none of them practiced today. So their offensive line's pretty banged up, but my issue with that is that they have two offensive lines. They do. The good ones. So I don't... Man, it's just going to come down to Geno Smith. If he's the Geno Smith that Steven Ruiz believes in, we're all going to have a Merry Christmas. But maybe, Pyle... Seattle because points are nice. That doesn't feel like a handicap I want to throw my fucking money behind. I know. I feel like we've had a lot of those this week. Then we'll have a very nice, meaty summary section. Because currently we have one bet. Yeah, but we have five units down. Those those facts might be related a little. Fair. All right. Let's should should we just go to the next game and come back to this? Yeah, we'll come back. Fuck. It gets worse. And for the final game in the noon slate, we have the Minnesota Vikings going to play the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are minus four and a half. Or you can get the Vikings plus five and a half. Should we do it? I, I don't Should we know. bet on the fucking Falcons? I it, Maybe. Is Taylor Heineke an upgrade or not? He is. He's a big fucking upgrade. And, and okay, I've loved the Vikings. I'm the man who said they're the best one in four team of all time, and they're probably going to make the playoffs. Well, Kirk Cousins is hurt. You know what a big part of my handicap was? 
Kirk Cousins was the best quarterback in the fucking world this year. Actually, now it's going to be Jaron Hall, and I don't know enough about him, so I don't want to say he's not good, but I watched like one game from him and wasn't impressed enough to keep going. Man, I think the Falcons are the play. I think they are as well, but four and a half is a tough fucking number to deal with. And that Vikings defense has gotten so much better. But Taylor Heineke's is veteran, I mean, he... He makes dumb fucking decisions. We shouldn't bet on bad football. But we might have to because there's no good football. Is it a maybe? I don't even know. How does this play out? The Falcons are going to run the ball. Yes, they they should be able to run the ball. The, the Vikings, Vikings defense is best at stopping the run. Though. That's the thing they do. It's the only thing they do. Sure, but the, the Falcons have one B. John Robinson, and the line is okay. It's a good run blocking line. Right. Arthur Smith can really design a run. Yeah, so I think that you're now getting into the Falcons' best thing is obviously their running ability. Yeah. The Vikings' best thing on defense is their run-stopping ability. Yeah. So those cancel out a little bit. Do you think that the Falcons' passing game gets an edge, or does it make them fall behind? against this Vikings passing game. So we have one of the rare scenarios where it literally just comes down to who's the better offense, who's the better passing offense. And I think it's the fucking Falcons, dude. I think it is right now. Is it better by two field goals? I don't know either. And I hate it. AJ Terrell can lock up Jordan Addison. They don't have a good secondary option. I mean, TJ Hawkinson is, but he's a tight end. Oh God, man. I think the Falcons might be a bet. They're certainly a lean. I could get behind it. If we think Ritter sucks that bad, we think Taylor Heineke's mid as fuck. That's a big upgrade that's not being proportioned. This line hasn't moved since Ritter was the starter. They think it's an even proposition. Sure. And Minnesota, they did just lose their quarterback that was playing incredible football. Gotta be soul-crushing. I mean, Vikings fans are distraught, and I feel for them. I mean, I saw reports of in the locker room after that game where people were saying, like, it does not feel like they just won a game in this locker room because no. they're all depressed as shit because they know that their chance to win the division went from actually pretty solid. Good. Yeah, I mean, Detroit has games on them. Good. But it, very solid shot to now you got to get Jaron Hall or Josh Dobbs to get you to the playoffs. Apparently, Quessy was listening to Creed in his office while trying to work the phones and manipulate a trade. Like, that's a real story. Apparently, Creed does not work for everything. Quessy's a fucking really bad GM. You know, they're... Listen. Evidence is mounting. Josh Dobbs changes nothing. The fact that you could not net a Jacoby Brissett, a Mariota, a Tannehill, a Jameis, a Kyle Trask, something... I heard that Washington wouldn't deal Brissett for anything less than a third rounder. Fine. You, this is the problem with Kwesi. He has no idea if he's coming or going. He doesn't know if they are trying to win or if they are completely rebuilding. And he unfortunately has the terrible burden of a really, really good offensive roster and offensive coach. So if he had a fucking mind, he'd be trying to win knowing that defenses can be bought or ignored. Instead, he wants to kind of tear everything down while also not. So if you're trying to win, yeah, go get Jacoby Brissett for a third round pick. Go get Ryan Tannehill for a third round pick. Go get Andy Dalton. He's not playing. There are options. I don't know if Tannehill is really an upgrade from Kirk Cousins. No, he's not, but he's an upgrade from Dobbs. Well, I think I think they're the same kind of player, I Cousins think and Tannehill. him and Kirk Cousins are the same level of availability right now, which is neither uh, of them play football. I think... 
I think Tannehill could play if he was playing for a team that could win. I think so, but until two weeks from now when he gets hurt again. Yeah, you're right. And plays 16 snaps. And so then... fine, throw Tannehill out. Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston, Jacoby Brissett. I don't trust Jameis, but I see what you're saying. A third-round pick, and you go to the playoffs. And you know what, Questy? I've seen your third-round picks. They don't play. <laughs> I've seen your first-round picks. They typically don't play. Uh, Lewis where's where's was Andrew a good Booth pick. and Lewis Seen? Lewis Seen was a good pick. Uh, clearly, we're missing something on Lewis Seen. I, well, with the information we had, good pick. Didn't work out. Good at football. Might be insane. Doesn't help. Only way that I can justify his lack of playing time. Although Cameron Bynum has been really good. Mm-hmm. <sighs> the Vikings hurt. The Vikings are hurt. I lean to the Falcons next game. Our summary is going to be very long. So long. And into the 3 o'clock hour, first up, we have the Indianapolis Colts going to play the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers are plus three. You got to take Indy, right? Well, based off of what we learned from last week, we should take the bad team catching points because these are two bad teams. Yeah, we should just avoid this game. I think so as well. Granted, it's bad football. Bad things happen during bad football games. Right, because I agree with you. I think I would talk myself into Indy here. I like Steichen a lot. Indy keeps playing tough. Indy, I think Steichen has got that team playing really well. I think that offense is really creative. I think Steichen's a good coach. Yeah, the that, but it's Gardner Minshew exactly, and no defense. It's DeForest Buckner and just by himself. Well, yeah, the fucking every game is thirty point, thirty point. Yeah, the overs are sixty fucking. I mean, Bryce Young sucks, but nobody sucks that bad, right? Except for maybe Jordan Love. Yeah, I think we just stay away from this game. Okay. Next up, we have the New York Giants going to play the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders are minus one and a half, or you can get the Giants plus two and a half. Okay, so the Giants are the play. Yeah. Is Daniel Jones playing? I believe he is. I was about to say, I think he is, but... Now, the only question with the Giants is, do they give a fuck? And we also get the, oh, fuck, you get the interim coach bounce from the Raiders. You do. That helps. And it's Antonio Pierce, who gave a whole big talk about how he grew up in Compton listening to Run DMC. And they're going to be excited about him. NWA. What did I say? Run DMC. I got letters on the head. <laughs> that, was a, that was a New York group. That was the whitest thing I could have done. <laughs> Daniel Jones has been cleared to return from his neck injury. But will he? Or is he a Deshaun Watson? Uh, he is ready to go. Yeah, is, what's their offensive line look like? They have massive injury problems. But I think that the Giants are the play. To the extent that they're going to be good at... Or to the extent they're going to win a game. Looks like the O-line's all healthy. I mean, Evan Neal and Andrew Thomas both are on the injury report, but they were limited today, so I assume they're playing. Yeah, they got enough young players that are battling for jobs. Yeah, everybody wants... Yeah. Yeah, Daniel Jones is limited to the only did not practice or did not participate were Darren Waller, who is D- Darren Waller is never playing again. Yeah, you're you're right. You said that like a week ago. I said it two years ago, and I was like, ah, he'll be all right. And then he got taken out in like the first series for a hamstring injury. He's never playing football again. It, it's really crushing. Uh, and then everyone else is good to go. I think I told you Tyrod's out, but yeah, who cares? The Giants have enough young players that they'll actually be trying. They have a coach who cares. What's their record? Is it salvageable? Is it like two and five? I think two and five is correct. Two and six. The Raiders are three and five. Oh God. 
the Raiders might have hope. They don't. They can't. It's a hopeless game of bad football. Do we even try? I don't want to, but at a certain point, we will have to pick a game. All right, throw it at the bottom of the maybe pile, and we'll evaluate later. God damn, these games suck. Yeah, it's a tough one. You know, every week we keep on saying most of the games suck. It might just be that the league is not good right now. And by might, I mean it certainly very obviously is that the league is not good right now. Uh, Meanwhile, the legend of Tom Brady only grows because everybody around him is failing. Todd Bowles? Oh, it turns out he's a moron. Uh, Byron Leftwich does not work in football. Josh McDaniels, disaster. Bill Belichick currently has the third overall pick. Tom Brady, goat. Tom Brady, 90 miles, the other quarterbacks. Next game? Next game. Ooh, good game. Good game. For the final game in the 3 o'clock hour, we have the Dallas Cowboys going to play the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are minus three. Which game will be on the big TV? It will be Dallas-Philly. And I have a lean. Ready? Do you have a lean? Do you have a like? Yeah. Do you have a lean or a like? Which one is a stronger feeling? A like. Than a lean. 3, 2, 1, do it? Mm Mm-hmm. Three, two, one, Dallas. I knew you were going to say Dallas. I knew you were going to say Dallas. Okay, make your point. Um, I think Philly, the Lions are still stronger. I think Dallas has a good line on both sides, but I think Philly still has the advantage there. True. I don't think either team really has a good secondary, although I think the Eagles' secondary is better with Bayard. I like the Cowboys' secondary. I got Jordan Lewis and I got Stephon Gilmore. See, I think Stephon Gilmore is... Still good, but he's old. He's not the true shutdown guy that no, he is. No, he's not Gilly Locke. Right. And Philly has incredible receivers. It's ridiculous. How many, I mean, how many games of theirs do you watch where you go, that's a bad throw? A.J. Brown steals multiple touchdowns per game. And, and Devontae Smith steals probably 60 yards a game. Yeah, probably. And so I think that when you have those guys, I think they're still making out in front of Dallas in their secondary. Yeah. So I think that the Philly has the advantage on offense. Defensively, I think Dallas has a bit of an advantage for in their wide receivers versus Philly's secondary. But I don't think it's that much of a difference because I think it's kind of seedy. Yeah. And I, that's they it. They don't really use Brandon Cooks. Because Brandon Cooks, yeah, he I think he should get more use, but he doesn't get used. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Michael Gallup is not good anymore. No, he's... He shouldn't play. And so I think that it's kind of just CD. So I think that there's still an angle for Philly in the talent. I think Philly's better coached. Yeah. And they're going to be playing in Philly. All right, here's my counterpoint. My handicap is Jalen Hurts fucking sucks and he's hurt. Apparently, he can hardly fucking move. Really? Apparently, his quad injury is so bad he cannot fucking run. Uh, see, I see quad injury and I'm like, nah, he's fine. But it's... J- fucking Jalen Hurts. He can't do anything but run. Uh, Additionally, I know that the fucking Eagles offensive line is great. I think it's tackles or it's weak point. I think that Lane Johnson's not that good. Now, I think he, I think he was always overrated because he false starts every fucking play. Sure. But, you know, we got to live in the world we live in. He's allowed to, so we might as well just be the quickest man of all time. He's a second faster than time. That being said, he's not looked greatly, and I know he's banged up, and that might be playing a large part, but he's going against Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons is really good. And Micah Parsons is going to put that uh, quick, you know, usually Lane Johnson wins because he's set up in his pass 
protection before the defensive end can get to him. But if anybody's ever going to get there in time, it's going to be Micah Parsons. Additionally, I just I don't think you can run that easily against that Dallas front. It's become so stout. So you're going to take away a lot of the run game, and DeAndre Swift has been excellent, but we saw the commanders handle it last week, and Dallas is just better. And then finally, Dak Prescott's actually been pretty decent lately. I just, I think that the Eagles are a fraud. Jalen Hurts keeps on making turnovers. He keeps on sitting in the pocket and patting the ball. It's gonna bite him. They can't go undefeated in games against good teams. And I get three points. This is a team that barely beat Washington last week. Sure, but Washington seems to play them different. I know, and and when Washington has a good offensive line, they are great. And for whatever reason, they have a good offensive line against the Eagles. And Because the Eagles have barely beat Washington both times they've played them, but they've looked good against everybody else. No, it's true. It's very true. And again, the issue, like even last week, where you watch them, and multiple times where you go, oh, this should be a turnover, or this should be an incomplete pass that ends the drive. And then A.J. Brown reaches back and then stiff arms a guy. And it happens so many times. It is it is somehow sustainable. Right. It, like, it's something that you can actually count on. And so I feel like it's hard to say, like, ah, the, they can't keep doing this when they keep doing it every week for the last year and a half. Yeah, no, it's real. So that's where I, I can't just say, eh, it's just fluky bullshit and Jalen Hurts, like, he'll... But I, I do agree with you. I just don't... So, I'm just not that impressed by Dallas offensively. It's got to be a cigarette bet. Sure. I got Dallas. You got Philly. Yeah. You and the bird watcher versus me and righteousness. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm looking at how they played last year. Gardner Minshew should have beat him. Right. And then when both teams were healthy, the Eagles won 26 to 17. Dak played like shit. He did. He had. And yeah. Dak's a he little did. bit due to play like shit. Three picks. He hasn't played like shit in a month. And he does like to play like shit. The weather won't be bad, though. It's going to be like 50s in Philly. So it's it's not going to be a, a freezing game that Dallas has to accommodate for. Aroldis Chapman's on steroids. He's been throwing too hard lately. He fixes. When he got out of KC, the, he did all kinds of stuff and started messing with his mechanics. Like Trin? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, the, I just... the, bird, the bird watcher was texting me during the Redskins-Eagles game last week, and he's like, A.J. Brown is so strong. And I was like, yeah, it's weird how he wasn't in college, and then suddenly he was. And he said it was the power of friendship, so I sent him a picture of Trin with friendship written over it. <laughs> Uh, they don't test for steroids in the NFL. Nope. You know, I don't think they test for it in college either. I don't. Well, I know they don't test for HGH. I don't think they test for steroids. I think they might like once a year. Hey, everyone, steroid test coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you're off your cycle. <laughs> yeah, for real. All right, so cigarette bet. I don't think we're making a pod bet, though. Well, we can't because we're split. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we we've done that before. Yeah, I can overrule you. You've just hammered through, and I like. I'm not. I I don't have that strong of a feel. I wouldn't be shocked to see Dallas win because I'm gonna personally bet it. Sure. I mean, I don't not think big. it's. I don't think it's a bad bet to take Dallas because. When they, I remember that from the two times they played last year where that Dallas line fucking got after him. I'm going to bet a fucking date with Michaela Demeter on the Buccaneers money line. <laughs> Nobody knows what that means. They fucking better Google it for their own good. No one can spell that last name. Yeah, French last names are really tough to spell and pronounce. All right. On to Sunday night. Fuck. Yeah. We've been, I've been afraid of it all pod. I'm not even joking. Let's just do it. All right.
We have the Buffalo Bills going to play the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are minus one and a half, or the Bills are plus two. This line is down. This line was Bengals minus three Sunday night. Really? So this line has moved substantially. Rasul Douglas, baby. I actually do think he's a really good fit uh, because they play a lot of cover three, and he's a genius at cover three. I don't know if he'll be ready. He should be. His fucking job is to play cover three. Um, Regardless, I think the line moved because of Leonard Fournette. Uh, No, I have hope for the Bills. The Bills should win if there's a god, but there isn't oftentimes, especially when Joe Burrow's involved. uh, That injury report, not great either for the Bills. Hit me with it. Um, Rasul Douglas listed as just got here, which I think is pretty funny. Is he actually? Yeah, it's literally just got here. Ah, the Bills are a fun bunch. Um, But the issue, the thing that worries me is Josh Allen did not practice with the right shoulder injury. That's his throwing arm. (laughs) Hmm. Kyrie Elam. He sucks ass. Doesn't matter. Balin Spector. I don't know who you are. <laughs> Me either. It's just a fun name. I had to put it out there. Is that a white guy? You know it. Okay. Thank God. Uh, as far as the Bengals, theirs is much better looking. Uh, Trey Hendrickson didn't practice today with a foot injury. That's a big deal, but then they also have Joseph Osai. And, and didn't they draft Miles Murphy? Fuck me. They may have. Duke Tobin is such a good GM. He tends to do a good job. The Bengals' offense, or not offense, their front office is run by Duke Tobin and like four dudes. Because Mike Brown has $7. Well, that's exactly how I would run my front office. Like, if I got hired to be a GM, you'd be my assistant GM. I'd hire Alonzo for his memory. That might be it. And I wouldn't even watch film. I'd just be the one that did the press conferences. You would do the podcast <laughs> with me in the office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then do press conferences we to would... keep you away from the public. Yeah, that's probably smart. <laughs> It'd be, it would all go fine until one day just someone would say something to you and there'd be a 30-minute clip on YouTube of like, watch this GM get fired in real time. <laughs> Listen, man, do you want to fuck this dirty hooker with me or not? We can't draft me. We can't do this. What's really funny is that I literally am paid to handle high-pressure speaking roles. Mm-hmm, but I think your your football... If you mention football, <laughs> I break. All of the professionalism goes out the window, and you just get raw, unfiltered thoughts of Joe. Yeah, I don't have fucking time. Like the guy on Twitter who today I said, you can tell me your opinions, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> And then I had the audacity to be like, he's the dick. <laughs> I don't fucking care what you think, guy. Stop being a dick. All right. Um, okay, so Josh Allen. Josh Allen hurt. Did he, did he? Was he limited today or didn't practice? Did not practice. That's bad. Not great. Oh, shit. Stalin's calling me. She can wait. Stop. I'm potting. All right, so if jo- let's assume Josh Allen's healthy. Because I don't know how to operate if he's not. Mm-hmm. We could do some fucking medical research thereafter, right? We have a few more days until the bet's got to be made. Right. Assuming Josh Allen is substantially healthy, the Bengals are going to play drop eight. They haven't been doing it as much this year, but they will do it against the Bills because the Bengals' uh, Achilles heel on defense this year has been that they keep on letting up big chunk plays. That's going to suck for Josh Allen because it means he's going to have to run, and if he's banged up, he's not going to want to run. Additionally, the Bills just can't run the ball. Like, they can, but they shouldn't. Josh Allen has had a mini-buy. So to the extent that the Bills are going to be healthy, they, they got a head start on it. On the other side, we, we established earlier in the pod how you beat Joe Burrow. You dare him to throw deep. If you can convince him to throw deep, the Bills have a really good advantage because of those safeties, right? They, they, they have three... Sa- is Micah Hyde playing or is he hurt? 
He's not on the injury report. Is he on the IR? Well, what about Poyer? Also not on the injury report. Okay, so you're going to have three good safeties in Rapp, Poyer, and Micah Hyde. Again, all of them smart. We saw how they handled the Dolphins. That was good stuff. The question is if they'll be aggressive enough to press at the line of scrimmage. And you know what? I actually think they will. Because Rasul Douglas is a big corner. He's like 6'3". And he doesn't really know what the offense is. So they're probably going to run a lot of cover three with him. And he's probably going to press at the line and pass off to the safeties. And that's how you stop T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. I was imp- I mean, it is the Buccaneers. And they do run stupid plays. But I was impressed with how well the defense held up in coverage when they were covering. Obviously, you can't be impressed by their ability to stop the run, because that's natural. But also, Von Miller's getting healthier. And if they're ever going to use him, now's the time. This is going to be a good fucking game. It's the DeMar Hamlin revenge game. How Over under eight times they fucking show him in his street clothes, because he's not playing. I was about to say, he, he didn't practice even. But I do think it actually, I think it'll matter to the players. Like As a Bengals player, it's kind of hard to get up for the bills and be like yeah, yeah we killed their players so let's finish the job for the bills not only did they kill your buddy temporarily but then they slaughtered you in the playoffs i got a man see matt milano is really good and they are going to miss him this year but the bengals don't really throw over the middle of the field like that not in that way when they do it slants to receivers but that's not what milano's best for anyway he's best at carrying a tight end and they're not going to use a tight end Irv Smith has like six catches this year. And he's had some very large fuck-ups. Yeah, so... I don't know, are the Bills... Are the One of two things is going to happen. The Bengals are about to be a good team that struggles with, good, with other good teams sometimes. Or they're about to be the hottest fucking team alive. Which one's more likely? Like, are we going to drown in Joe Burrow propaganda and cocksucking next week? Or are the Bills going to win this game? See, I feel like this is about the time of year that we start drowning in the Joe Burrow propaganda, though. Because they always start slow. Yep. And then they get better as the year goes on. And then it's like week 13. It's like, is this the best team in football? Man, you're right. I'm thinking with my heart. I think the Bills are a better team when everything clicks, but I don't think everything's clicking right now. And I don't think it's reasonable to believe it will. Meanwhile, everything does seem to be clicking for the Bengals. And we're not catching three anymore. And Josh Allen might be hurt. Is this another fucking we can't bet on this game? It it might be. It's a really good game. It is. It's going to be such a fun game. I'm not going... I'm saying no to a good hockey game I could play in so that I can watch this game. That's impressive. I gotta watch this fucking game. I did it a couple weeks ago, too. I don't have time for hockey. Hockey can be played all winter. The ponds are gonna freeze in, like, two weeks. Oh, and we're, we're playing hockey on the park... On the pond by Lincoln Park Zoo. Oh? We have to. We got shovels. I got brooms. I got pucks. We'll do it. Um... <clears throat> Don't call the cops on us listeners. That would not be nice. All right. Well, I, I have a bet for the next game. So let's just get to the next game. All right. Let's move on. And on to Monday Night Football, we have the Los Angeles Chargers going to play the New York Jets. The Jets are plus three and a half. Fuck! The line moved to three and a half. It was three, and I loved the Chargers. Just because I don't think that Zach Wilson can move the ball on anybody. I agree. Even his best game against the Chiefs was not good. Patrick Mahomes just sucked. Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert isn't always elite, but he's never terrible. Like, I don't think I've ever seen Justin Herbert have a D game. Yeah, I like the Chargers. The 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 half point the does and worry me tough. though, because I feel like the the Jets are they have a good defense. The weather in New York. I'm gonna guess that they have the same weather we have here, so it'll be like 50 and rainy ish. Oh, you know what? I'm not playing hockey on next Sunday because we're playing roller hockey in the morning. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, apparently it's gonna be like low to mid 50s, but. 
dry. Yeah. Justin Herbert's an Oregon boy. He can handle some cold. Yeah, I just feel like the Jets are a team that typically loses by three to seven. I'm laying it. Because, yeah. okay, if, if the Chargers' defense was good, they'd be the best team in the NFL if their defense was legitimately good. Yeah, I think some of the coaching is baked into that, but Yeah, but sure. let's, just, let's live in a world where Brandon Staley abdicates play calling, hires Rex Ryan, Rex Ryan is peak Rex Ryan, and that defense is like 10 to 17 points a game allowed good. Enter Zach Wilson. He makes you that. So Justin Herbert's going to score you 24 points. He just always does. I think that the Jets are going to score less than 17. I don't know how they score more. They don't fucking move the ball. Right. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, once we read this one, I wrote it into the bets. Yeah, it's our second best bet of the week. Yeah. There's just nothing else to bet on. Yeah. I think it's a good bet. I mean, I... It's a fit. We're fading the Jets offense. Yes. All right. So now we get to go into the maybe pile. Fuck. We have to find three. All right. So we know our best bet is Tampa. Five units. Five units. I'm putting $10,000 on it. That's half of a Bronco. Our second best bet is San Diego versus Nidge. It's a hard J. It's easy. It's a hard J. Playing dangerous game there, Joe. I don't say it for the Giants. Good. Uh... Let's see. Our next best bet, <laughs> Washington plus three, dude. Against the fucking Patriots. Come on. I think they're plus three and a half. That's our second best bet. I know they might be upset. The Patriots have the fu- they have one fucking win, right? No, it's a good point. And looking at all of these, I can get behind it. Uh, so we got three. We need two more. Two more. We have Kansas City minus one and a half, Seattle plus five and a half, Atlanta minus four and a half, and Buffalo plus two. Give me Kansas two. City. They're going to be pissed, dude. And the Dolphins just aren't all that. I'm sorry. I, I think you're right, actually. I, that one scares me the least of the other ones we have listed because... When's the last time the Chiefs won or lost two in a row? Oh, God, I don't know. Where we need a third person to be our stat boy. Listen, if... I know, right? I just do injuries and weather. If, if Patrick Mahomes... It, our biggest worry is Patrick Mahomes. I'm worried that he sucks. 90% of people, maybe 99% of people, would tell me Patrick Mahomes certainly doesn't suck and is, in fact, really good. If, if Mahomes is really good in this game, it's not close. We just need him to win. Um, okay, so we need one more. Seattle, Atlanta, Buffalo. Or Indy. Uh, see, I don't want to bet on Buffalo because if they lose, I'm going to feel so, so bad. And if, if they win, they're not going to win. They're not going to win. The reason I think Buffalo might win is because I need Joe Burrow to turn in a stinker because I fucking put myself out there saying he sucks and I still believe he sucks. And the next week he had the best game I've ever seen him play. Yeah, it's tough timing. And Joe Burrow is, he is good for at least one dropped interception a game, but it will be dropped. He could walk to the defensive back and hand him the ball and it will be dropped. He's just made of God material. He flashes his gigantic plastic teeth at people and they, they seize. I, I kind of agree with you. I don't want to bet on that game. But I don't you know want... What I, you know what I want to bet on? I like Dallas. <laughs> but I'm not going to do that to you. I mean, we can bet on Dallas. No, there's other games that are in the maybe pile. We, I don't like Seattle plus five and a half. You like Tennessee plus three against Pittsburgh with a banged up Kenny Pickett? Or Atlanta minus four and a half against a... Atlanta minus four and a half is the bet. I, that's, it's the bet. That's what I think we have to go with. If we think the market knows anything, we have to bet Atlanta because the market didn't react to Ritter being upgraded to Heineke. And if the market is even remotely close on everything else, we have a ton of value. I think that's like a two, three point swing. Minnesota is going to start Jalen Hall. Jaron Hall? I think you said Jaron Hall earlier. I don't know who he is, so I'm taking your word for it. He went to BYU. He was Zach Wilson's backup. When Zach Wilson left, people were like, you know, this guy might be pretty good. Not Zach Wilson, but pretty good. And then he wasn't. (laughs) That's tough. I mean, mean, he lost direct 
competitions with Zach Wilson. He's uh, he, honestly he disappointed me in the preseason too. Yeah, fuck it. Taylor Heineke. I loved him at Old Dominion. Let's do it. All right, so our five picks are Tampa Bay, which is the only one we truly love. Mm-hmm. Plus three. Five-unit bet. Five units. That's a super, super-duper best bet. We can work on that vocabulary, but... That's the cut-your-dick-off best bet of the week. If they lose, you might as well do it, because things are bad. Um, I'm betting that money line. I currently have three units on it money line i'm debating putting two more units i probably should but if it loses i will cry yeah a lot yeah um third best bet is san diego versus the yets mm-hmm. we skipped the second best bet but we oh we... that's because the second best bet is my redskins native heritage month uh beating the patriots we oh, haven't played oh, three and a half oh, but the, the poetic righteousness of that it would be indians over patriots in boston in native heritage month come on and we have plus three and a half, so they don't even have to win. Yeah, but they will. Sam Howell is just too much. I actually believe I'm taking the money line. I'll probably do the money line for two, one and a half units, maybe two. We are challenging the Bill Belichick versus a rookie quarterback. Bill Belichick can lick the inside of my dirty asshole. Maybe he will after this week. I wouldn't actually like that. That's not, that's a no-no spot. Um, Fourth bet is Kansas City. Please, dear God. Minus one and a half. If Tua beats Mahomes... Do you know what my mentions will look like? Oh, God. You're going to have to make I'm going to delete the app. <laughs> I was going to say, you're going to have to uh, if make Tua your Twitter beats, private If Tua beats Mahomes and Burrow throws for 400 yards in a win, I'm throwing my phone in the lake. <laughs> I'm going to San Francisco, and I'm throwing my phone in the lake. And if we lose the Tampa bet on top of all of that. You're going to have to fucking restrain me. <laughs> you're going to have to really pay attention. You're going to have to sleep on my couch. And we're going to take all the sharp objects You're away. sleeping on my couch. <laughs> you can have the bed. I mean, but this is the spot. I got the big TV hung on the wall now. But it's so much easier for you to kill yourself from this height than my second floor apartment. You actually say that, but I, I've tried. I can't get out these windows. There is a screen right there. Yeah, but it's so small. Um, You've been losing weight. <laughs> <laughs> and our final bet. Uh, what did I say it was? Atlanta minus four and a half. Fuck, I, it, I like it. It's smart, but it's gross, but it's smart. It's a really smart bet. I'm Yeah, I'm going to go on record as saying I like one bet this week. I like one bet, and I also like New Orleans money line parlayed with something else. And you challenged our parlays, so we're doing one. <laughs> All right, let's do it. This is bad. Uh, it's a really bad week of football, eh? A little bit. I feel like it's a lot of close games, but not like good games. It's a games. lot of bad games. Yeah. Like bad football teams. Um, let's do San Diego plus five with uh, New Orleans money line. That's just a regular tease. So that'll be minus 120. And then don't forget about the cigarette bet. Cigarette bet. I have Dallas. You have the birds. Yep. Three point spread. Uh, if... If I win, I have to buy you barbecue. If you win, you have to buy me cheese fries. That works. Is that how that works? Sure. Or do you have to buy me barbecue and I have to buy you cheese fries? That feels economically unjust, so we'll stick with the original. (laughs) Sure, that works. I'll be happy with either. Yeah, next week we will either be eating cheese fries or barbecue during the pod on the dime of the loser of the cigarette bet. It's going to be messy. And on that note, uh, Taylor Fail, we actually won last week. Hey, we're undefeated on super mega way too many unit bets. No, we're not. 
What? Do you remember the week before where we put three units on Washington? Ah, well, we're not doing it on Washington. We're doing it on the Buccaneers. Fuck. Well, we lost the best bet on Tampa that same week. Fuck. Okay, so we're due. Super mega best bet on the Buccaneers. That's all that I fucking understand in this world. We are two and two betting on Tampa. Um, we're gonna be three and two. We we've lost our last two bets on them. We're due. Yep. Also, we take every bet as its own lone standing bet. Sure. I just like to keep track. I see know. how we're doing. If we're just banging our head into a wall with one team, we do it every year. It we, used to be the Falcons every year, and it was the Titans every year, and now it's whatever team Baker's on. <laughs> and with that, Asta. <laughs>